You know, I heard something recently from a good friend of mine, uh, Mark and Janet Brzee. Of course, they, they pastor down in Oklahoma. And uh, anybody heard of Oklahoma? I know you have. And uh, we got to get that little Ricky Edwards out here sometime. I've got this vision of doing a camp meeting. I don't know whether it's God or whether it's the pizza I ate. But I've got this vision of doing indoor in the morning and then having some outdoor in the evening when the weather turns good. And having a, a good old firebrand evangelist like Ricky come and preach for us in the nights and maybe Mark Brzee. But don't hold me to it. Praise the Lord. God is good. You know, there's a lot of things happening out there in the world. There's a lot of people that are hungry for what you have. And, you know, sometimes you got to go to them. Amen. You know, years ago, we did what we called City Blitz. Tony will remember that. Nick Ken and a bunch came out from Minnesota. And I tell you, I don't know how much land we covered, but we went into Oakland. We went into San Leandro. We went into um, San Francisco. And hundreds of people got saved over a weekend. And I think it's time for some of those things to happen again. That we can go to people, praise God, minister the good news to them, Get them in church, amen, or on the parking lot, whatever the case may be, praise God. And so we're thankful for that. But anyway, Brother Mark said this, you know, um, sometimes our pipes get clogged up spiritually. (laughs) You know, just like in your home, anybody ever had your pipes get clogged up in the kitchen or maybe in the bathroom? It's time for Drano Man, right? It's time to, to, to unplug those pipes, naturally speaking. And spiritually speaking, that can happen to all of us, where our spirit man kind of gets clogged up or plugged up with some of the things that, quite frankly, are not beneficial for our spiritual progress. And I believe that the Lord would say to us today, there are some things that we need to let go in order for us to go up in 2022. Look at with me at Hebrews, the 12th chapter, and I want you to notice in verse uh, uh, 1 of Hebrews 12, it says, Wherefore, seeing we are also compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, notice this, he said, Let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us. And of course, the next verse goes on to say, By looking unto Jesus. How many of you know that Jesus, by the power of the Holy Spirit, can reveal to us some areas, some weights that we need to let go of? You know, what's a weight to you may not necessarily be a weight to to me. Amen. And what's sin to one person may not be what's sin to another person. Why? Because people have more light in certain areas than others do. Amen. And so a violation of light then is actually Sin. So if you know to do good and you don't do it, it's sin, right? But notice with me, he tells us whose responsibility is it to lay aside the weights? Is Pastor Tom going to do that for me? Am I going to do that for Pastor Tom? Am I going to do that for Brother Ed there? Is Ed going to do that for me? No, it's something that I must do. It's my responsibility. Once it's revealed to me a weight and a sin in my life, it's important that we lay it aside. Amen? You know what sin does? Sin lets the devil in. And we don't want to let the devil in. The devil's a defeated foe. And therefore, we must give him no place. That's what Ephesians 4.27 says. Neither give place to the devil, right? 
And then, of course, James 4, <clears throat> at great verse of Scripture, in verse 7, he says, Submit yourself, therefore, to God. Resist the devil. Doesn't say assist the devil. But it says resist the devil. And what will the devil do? He will flee from you, or he will run from you as in tear. So again, notice with me, there is this race that is set before us. So we all have a race to run. Amen. Now, Jesus has called you and I to run a race in 2022. It's a faith race. It's a long distance and a multi-terrain race. There's many things that we're going to face in this race. And therefore, we do not want to be weighed down or encumbered or hindered by running the race that Jesus has set before us. Now, I've never done an endurance race. I've jogged a little bit here and there in my younger years. Now I'm indoors doing, you know, bikes and ellipticals and all that boring stuff. But an endurance race like a, a, a marathon, <clears throat> how long is a marathon? 20, 26 miles. How many of you ever run a marathon? I thought so. Oh, right back there. <laughs> yeah, praise the Lord. Praise God, Brother Lynn. Stand up, Lynn. So, Lynn, how old are you? How old are you? 79. Yeah. So, how many miles did you run last week? 74. Okay. All right. So, <laughs> that, that, my friends, is super natural. <laughs> <laughs> and like Pastor Nancy said, and training, okay? So that's just amazing. And I'm sure that Lynn would testify to us that the lighter, the better when you're running long distances, of course, except in cold weather, right? <laughs> but an endurance race, is, it's hard enough when you're running light, but it's far harder and almost impossible if you're trying to run while lugging around a bunch of extra stuff. And so competitive, long-distance runners lay aside everything except that which is absolutely necessary. Amen? And that's what we need to do. I'm not pointing at you and saying that's what you need to do. That's what all of us need to do. Now, in 1 Corinthians, the ninth chapter, we notice some great verses here in verses 24 through 27. Paul is addressing the church at Corinth, and they were famous for Olympic games. He said, Know ye not that they which run in a race run all, but there's only one that receives the prize. So run that you may obtain. God wants us to run this race so that we can obtain the prize. Now notice the next verse. He said, And every man that striveth for the mastery or for the golden wreath or for the gold is temperate or self-controlled in all things. Now they do it to obtain a corruptible crown, but we do it to obtain an incorruptible crown. 
A corruptible crown is one that fades away. An incorruptible crown is one that never fades away. Now notice with me in the next verse. I therefore run so not uncertainly. Another word for uncertainly there is aimlessly or nonchalantly. So fight I, not as one that beateth the air. In verse 27, Paul said, but I keep under my body. In other words, I discipline my body and I bring it into subjection. He called his body exactly what it is. It's an it. You are a spirit being. You live in a physical body. Your spirit man is to discipline your body man. And so Paul said, I bring it into subjection. Lest said by any means, after I've preached to others, I myself should be disqualified or should be a cast away. Do you see what he's saying here to us today? He's saying, run that you may obtain the prize. And to do this, all of us must carefully examine what we are carrying. What are we carrying? I believe that it's time to lay aside all unnecessary things. It's good to take an inventory of your life. Not to condemn you, but so that you can position yourself to be changed by the power of the Holy Spirit. Because when you make the decision to what Brenda said, to do what Brenda said by seeking first the kingdom of God, how many of you know the Holy Ghost will help you? How many of you could raise a hand and say the Holy Ghost is helping me? He has helped me and he will help me. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. But this phrase is in my heart. It's time to lighten up. It's time to lighten up so we can run strong and so that we can run long. It's possible to do so much more spiritually in 2022 by shaving off all the unnecessary things. And in my heart yesterday, as I was kind of looking at my message, I'll edit my message several times over the course of a day or two or three or four. But the thing that came up in my spirit is this, is that carrying care is a weight. Carrying care is a weight. That's why he said, now notice this, in Psalm 55, verse 22, he said, cast your burden on the Lord. That's my responsibility. Cast your burden on the Lord. Now notice this, releasing what? Releasing the weight of it. So carrying cares and carrying burdens is weighty. And if you will do that, he will sustain you. He will sustain you in 2022. Amen? He will never allow the consistently righteous to be moved, made to slip, fall or fail, because we have the sustainer living on the inside of us. I like how the message says it, and we don't have it, but I love this. He says, pile your troubles on God's shoulders. He'll carry your load. He'll help you out. He'll never let good people topple into ruin. We must not carry the weight of the world on our shoulders. I think 
that possibly is a reason why so many people's shoulders get all tight and all stressed up. They're carrying too much. They're, they're, they're trying to do what only God can do. Amen? Peter said it like this. Casting all of your care upon him. For he cares for you. That's 1 Peter 5, 7. And Jesus said this in Mark chapter 4 in this wonderful dissertation teaching on the sower sows the word. He talks about the things that entering in and choke the word or literally suffocate the word. In Mark chapter 4, and I believe it's verse 19 in the Amplified, he says, Then the cares and anxieties of this world and the distractions of this age and the pleasure and delight enter in, choke and suffocate the word, and it becomes fruitless. Go ahead and put the rest of that part there. Oh, no, we already did. Suffocate the word. We do not want to allow the world to smother the word of God in our lives. This thought came to me, don't allow the cares of this world, come on somebody, to take your spiritual breath away. How many of you have ever, I mean, you, you, you just run and you were carrying too much and all of a sudden you became breathless. That's the devil's plan for our life is to lose our breath. To lose our strength. And one thing that will do that is the suffocation of the cares of this life. But aren't you glad Jesus is the Prince of Peace? And here's what he said in John 14, 27. He said this, Peace I leave with you. My own peace I now bequeath unto you. Thank God this peace that he gives, it's not as the world gives, gives he unto us. Now notice the rest of this. He says, do not let your heart be troubled. Stop allowing yourself to be agitated and disturbed and do not permit yourself to be fearful and intimidated and cowardly and unsettled. Amen. So again, this is our responsibility. I want to encourage you today. This is something you can do something about. You don't have to take everyone's care. You are not the answer to people's lives. You're a vessel to which God can use and He can minister through you to others. But at the end of the day, much of what happens in other people's lives is their responsibility. You can tell them the right way. You can lead them to the right way. But you're not God. And so stop tossing. Stop turning. Stop carrying the weight of this world. Stop carrying the weight of your family. Stop carrying the weight of what's going on in the nation. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Do not permit it. Praise God. Get your breath in 2022 so you can run long and so you can run strong. Amen. I want to encourage you this morning to let the peace of God Rule in your heart. Let all fear go. You know, there's two ways to live, right? You can either live by fear or you can live by faith. There's two ways to face 2022. You can face your future in faith 
or you can face your future in fear. Much of what people are, I guess a better way to say it, what reveals what people are doing in their lives is with their words. Your words, praise God, are vital for 2022. I gave you 22 for 22. And one is this, you're strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Another one is this, you're carefree. You're faith-filled. You're walking by faith and not by sight. Amen? And so as you continue to hold fast to the confession of your faith over your life about being fear-free and faith-filled, the apostle and high priest of your confession is watching over his word to perform it on your behalf. And that, my friends, is good news. Through the words of our mouth, by the word of God, we are giving Jesus something to work with. He doesn't work with sadness. He doesn't work with doubt. He doesn't work with unbelief. He loves people that express sadness. He loves people that express doubt and unbelief. But he only works with faith. Amen. Well, do you're saying to me, Pastor Mark, God's not working in my life because of those things? No, I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying this. If you want to come to the top in life, if you want to live your life the way that God designed it to be, you've got to get your heart and your mouth in alignment with His Word. Amen. And so there's two ways to live. By fear or by faith. Say it with me. I've chosen to live by faith. Now, when you understand how much God loves you, it'll absolutely take fear right out of your life. When you understand this, that my father cares for me, he's on my side, he's for me, I don't need to worry about where I'm going to live. I don't need to worry about what I'm going to eat. You know, Brenda and I didn't wake up this morning and look at each other. My goodness, what are we going to eat today? You know, if his eye is on the sparrow, I sure enough know his eye is on me. And his eye is on you. Now, I want you to notice 1 John chapter 4, verse 16 through 18. This is something that uh, I want you to see. It says, And we have known and believed the love that God has to us. God is love. And he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God. And where does God live? God lives in you. Now, notice the next verse, verse 17. Herein is our love made perfect. Now, don't let that word perfect throw you. The word perfect there means herein is our love perfected or grows and develops when we know how much God loves us. Now, notice with me the next part, that we may be scared in the day of judgment. Right? I mean, that our knees might be knocking in the day of judgment. No, thank God for the blood. I said, thank God for the blood. Thank God for the blood. It initially cleansed you at the new birth, but it continually cleanses you as you walk with God. So notice this. In the day of judgment, we don't have to be scared. We don't have to be yeller. Do we? No, in the day of judgment, I just got this in my spirit. Make sure you judge yourself before you go to the day of judgment. Amen. I'm just saying. Now notice that in the day of judgment, 
that we may have boldness. Everyone say, that I may have boldness. Boldness. Now, if he told you to come boldly to the throne of grace while you're here on this side, how much more can you be confident that in the day of judgment we can be bold because he loves us? That we may have boldness in the day of judgment because as he is... Did you all eat turkey for New Year's or something? You know what turkey does. <laughs> turkey can put you in a deep slumber. I'm just kidding. But if I see any more drooping eyes, I'm going to have to come back there and minister to you. <laughs> that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Because as he is, what are we? So are we when? When we get to heaven? No. So are we right now in this world. That gives you boldness. So in the day of judgment, you do not have to to be scared. Why? Because the next verse says this, there is no fear in love. But perfected love, boldness in the day of judgment, perfected love casts out what? Fear. It casts out all fear. Now listen to this statement. If I don't have to be afraid in the day of judgment, I don't have to be afraid in the day of pandemic. I better say that again. If you don't have to be afraid in the day of judgment, you sure enough don't need to be afraid in the day of pandemic. Amen. Now, we don't want to be foolish like Brenda said. We want to walk in faith, understand all that. But my brothers and sisters, God has placed in you a race to run. And we're not going to be able to run it all fearful and intimidated. Oh, what's going to happen here? What's going to happen here? What's going to happen? What if? What if? Get rid of all the what ifs and say, but God, but God, he's still on the throne and he's living on the inside of me. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And so one of the ways then that we, once we lay aside the weight of our cares, then we need to do something else. We need to dominate our thought life. We need to dominate our thought life by filling our minds and our hearts with the Word of God. And one of the best ways that I know to do that is through meditation. To think about, to talk about, to utter, to mutter, to talk to yourself what God has been talking to us in the Word of God. In Joshua 1.8 it says this, This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt do what? Meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest be able to observe, to do according to all that is written therein. Read the rest with me. For then... 
thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. Woo, glory to God. And so we establish our hearts. We fix our hearts. We stay strong and we stay steadfast by laying aside these things and by meditating on God's word and giving the enemy no place. What did he say in Isaiah 26, 3? I believe the Lord really wants this emphasized. I know Brother Hershey did a great job last week and he talked about peace, didn't he? And he even uttered a little song and he's more wonderful. That was wonderful. Praise God. Incidentally, we bought a joy room over in the Philippines. They're, they're establishing a, a house for young ministers and people to come in from villages and to be taught and to be encouraged. And we are furnishing one of those rooms. And joy, and, and uh, Hers- Keith Hershey's affectionately calling it the joy room. Amen. 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 Glory to God. Isn't that good news? And, and we've got seed out already out of the joy generosity. We've got more seed coming out for some of our local ministers here, for Raul and Andre. and their, You know, these guys, praise God, they're doing good jobs. They're doing good jobs. Praise God. And God is faithful, is He not? But that's not in my message. What did Isaiah 26, 3 say? What does that say to us? He says, I will keep you in what perfect peace as you keep your mind stayed on him hallelujah glory to god i woke up this morning and started getting ready and uh, i heard this phrase in my spirit stir yourself up stir yourself up you pastor mark need to stir yourself up hello I'm as human as you are. I put my shoes the same way you do on. But I heard that in my heart. Stir yourself up. And that's what I'm going to preach on Wednesday night. I was just on the verge of preaching it this morning, but I felt as though this needed to be first. Because oftentimes before you can stir yourself up, you've got to give some things up. It's hard to stir yourself up if there's things in our lives that are keeping us from stirring ourselves up. You get it? And so, I don't know when that's going to be. It might be Wednesday night, but it would behoove you to be here. But here's another thing that we want to make sure that we let go of. We need to let go of all bitterness. We need to let go of the past We need to let go of unforgiveness. Those things are so weighty. Those things will hold us back. You know, in 2 Corinthians 7, in verse 1, if you could pull that up there, it says this, Having therefore these promises. Are we hearing the promises today? Having therefore these promises, dearly beloved, let us cleanse ourselves. By applying the blood of Jesus in these areas of our lives, we're cleansing ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and what else? And spirit, perfecting holiness 
in the fear of God. So notice this verse. There are some things that should not be going on in our flesh. Are you listening to me? There are some things we have no business watching. There are some things we have no business looking at. There are some things of this world that if you allow yourself to be entertained by it, it will eat your spiritual lunch. It will eat your spiritual snack. It will eat your pancakes and scrambled eggs and bacon. If we allow ourselves to be seduced, and that's exactly what it is. Oh, that's okay. I mean, there's only five F-bombs in that show. And there's only, you know, I, I don't even want to say it, using the Lord's name in vain, you know, about 20 times. I mean, you know, I can handle that. Oh, yeah? You try to stir yourself up the next morning after entertaining your flesh with the spirit of this world. The first thing you need to do is have communion and repent and purge the pipe. Somebody says, Pastor Mark, are you a holiness preacher? I think all of us should be holiness preachers. And when we talk about holiness, we're not talking about women putting their hair in a bun. And all the men wearing fine suits. And the women looking like they just got through the dust bowl. We're not talking about holiness in that regard. When we're talking about holiness, we're talking about Christ-likeness. A person that is holy is Christ-like. Now, a good thing to ask ourselves when we go about our lives in all these different avenues of entertainment that come our way, we need to ask ourselves, what would Jesus do? Would Jesus watch that? You know, what, 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 would, what would Jesus say about this? See, the goal in life is to be like him. I'm going to say that again. Our goal in life is to be like Him. To be Christ-like. And to become more like Him every day. Every day. Every since say every day. More like Him in our attitudes. That's an area i got to work on. That's an area I need the Holy Spirit to help me in. Because sometimes, quite frankly, I have gotten an attitude. How about you? Have you ever gotten an attitude on the road? I about got my think about that. I'm a Holy Ghost preacher, right? Think about this now. I'm on the way to church. Not today. <laughs> this is under the blood. But I'm on the way to church New Year's Eve. And I am ready to preach. And we live out in Union City. And we don't have to get on the freeway to come to church. Sometimes I just like to go the back way. So we'll go down Union City Boulevard, past Costco, and all the way down and everything. But man, from the time we left the house, everything was a red light. And my, I could feel the flesh. Shama ta 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 that's what I needed to do but I didn't 
Remember, I keep under my body. Keeping under your body includes your emotions. Keeping under your body includes your impatience. Keeping under your body includes your arrogance. Yes, Lord. (laughs) Amen. And so everything's a red light. And this one light was yellow. (laughs) But I knew it was going to be red. And I went, (laughs) what did you say to me? She said, you're going to get a ticket. But, But you know what? That was just wrong. And don't, don't look at me with those judgmental eyes. You've been wrong too. But Jesus can take our wrongs and make them right under the mercy of God. We are still under construction. Uh oh. Uh oh. yeah and then I preached on New Year's Eve I'm always in the right place at the right time doing the right things with the right people that was after a quick repentance in the green room But in this year of 2022, we've got to be mindful of our paths. Because the enemy is looking for an inch. Come on. He's looking for an inch. If we give him an inch, that rat will try to take a mile. So I think some of the things we need to ask ourselves... On a daily basis, Brenda did such a great job on the offering. I was going to say, preach, keep preaching, sister. You got it. Glory to God. But one of the key things she said in her offering and in her exhortation was this. In all your ways, acknowledge him. And he will direct your paths. So we need to be mindful and ask ourselves, do I really need to go there now? Do I, do, I really, do I really need to do this, what I'm presented with? Do I, is that something that, that you're leading me to do? Do I really need to take that trip? Anybody listening here? Do I, do I, really, do I really need to take that route? Be led by the Spirit of God. Be led by the Spirit of God. And He will lead you. And He will guide you. And in leading you, He will protect you. He will preserve you. He will sustain you. He will keep you. And you will live long. And you will live strong. And life will be better. And life will be brighter as you walk on the paths 
that he has for you. The path of the righteous, it gets brighter and brighter. Oh, put your hand over your heart and say this with me. My path, by the grace of God, is getting brighter and brighter. My walk with God is getting lighter and lighter. You said, as I take your yoke, that your burden is light and your yoke is easy. I purpose in my heart, January 2nd, at 11.19 a.m., that I will walk in the fullness of God. I will walk in the, in the blessing of God. And my life shall be light and easy. Not fearful. Not queasy. Raise your hands up and thank Him for that. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha. While you're at it right now, say it with me, I cast my burden on the Lord. I release those weights, all those cares, all those anxieties. I cast them upon you now in Jesus' name. Ooh, something's happening. Something's happening. Something's happening right now. Oh, praise God. Thank you, Lord. In the name of Jesus. So be still, the Lord would say, and know that I am God. Let be and be still. Let it go and let the stillness of my spirit and let the presence of my spirit and let my anointing saturate your shoulders, saturate your soul. We speak now to migraine headaches be removed in Jesus' name. We speak to the, the diseases, the dis-ease that stress has brought into people's lives. We say, in the name of Jesus, be blessed. Be at peace and be at rest. Now say it with me real strong. God didn't give me a spirit of fear, but a power and a love and a sound mind. I have boldness in the day of judgment. I know my Redeemer lives. I know my Father loves me. Therefore, I have no fear. I have no fear now. I'm bold now. And in the day of judgment, I shall be bold. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, let's pray a little bit. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Mm -mm -mm. So be not afraid to step out. And be not afraid to step in. For I have placed my plans on the inside of your heart, even as a blueprint. Don't let circumstances cause fog in your life the inability to see 
May there be clarity for your life and clarity for your vision. Yea, step out and step in. For my mind is not changed and my hand is upon all of you for good. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. I said glory to God. Hallelujah. I'm stepping out. I'm stepping in. Now, when you step out, your steps are sure. We use the term sure-footed. The way that your steps are sure-footed is you already know that God is in it. Don't step out until you know. But once you know, step on out and step on in. I just get this in my spirit. The future's bright. Put your hand over your heart and say, my future is bright. So 2 Corinthians 7, 1. Therefore, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh. That's where I got off. But and the spirit. Unforgiveness is spiritual filth. Bitterness is it's filthy. Perfecting holiness in the fear of God. Let's look at Ephesians 4, 31, verse 32. I'll get you out before the 49ers game, don't worry. Simon says, yeah, but that's 1 o'clock and it's 11.24. Hold your peace in Jesus' name. <laughs> you know, when you only get one shot a week, really, at your congregation, you've got to do your very best and use the time wisely. Amen? So if you need to stand up or something and stretch, that's fine. But we've got a few more minutes to go. Ephesians chapter 4 Verse 31, verse 32. This is talking to us. This is weights that need to go. Let all bitterness, anger, wrath, and clamor, and evil speaking be put away, be laid aside with all malice. Let's look at verse 32 while we're at it. And be kind. Another word for kind is be nice. Hey, that's a thought. Be nice. Be kind. Be kind to one another. Hard-hearted. No, 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 no. I've heard that wrong. Tender-hearted. Forgiving one another, even as God has, for Christ's sake, forgiven you. How many of you know what contraband is? Contraband. Contraband would be something bringing something into the country that's illegal, right? Whether it be drugs or a weapon or whatever the case may be. Well, bitterness is spiritual contraband. Unforgiveness is spiritual contraband. It's illegal. It's against the law of love. I said it's against the law of love. James 2.8 says, If you fulfill the royal law of love, 
according to scripture, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. As kings and priests, as royalty, come on, we are to walk in love. You know, if a person's got bitterness on the inside, it'll show up on the outside. It'll cause folks to be sharp and short with people who had nothing to do with it. The only way to get free from it is to get rid of it. Get rid of it. Forgiving always helps you keep your peace and your blessing pipe clear. I'm going to say that again. This is by Karen Salisbury. She said this, Forgiving always helps you keep your peace and your blessing pipe clear. Billy Graham said this, In one bold stroke, forgiveness obliterates the past and permits us to enter into the land of new beginnings. Andy Stanley said this, forgiveness is simply a decision to cancel a debt. So what do you say we purge the pipe? Brother Copeland was in Omaha, Nebraska years ago, and the Lord showed him a vision in the afternoon while he was preparing to preach, and it was a pipe, and the pipe was clogged up. And on one end of the pipe, there was great, great water coming through. And he said, what's that, Lord? He said, that represents my power that wants to flow through your spirit. But on the other end of the pipe, there was a little... It wasn't getting through. And the Lord revealed to him, the reason why my power is not able to flow through you to the degree that I want it to is your spirit man is clogged up with little nickel and dime things. Attitudes. How many of you know the little foxes spoil the vines? Praise God. Let's stand to our feet right now. Glory to God. As Pastor Tom comes, amen. Well, I hope you got something out of today. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. We give God the praise. We give Him the glory. Amen. Now, I'm not, I'm not the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is here. Let's just lift our hands right now. Oh, hallelujah. Just pray in the Spirit just for a moment or in English. Glory to God. Just fill this house right now. Fill this house with, with praying in the Holy Ghost. Fill this house right now with praise. Glory to God. Oh, we worship you today. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Oh, my, my, my. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Hallelujah. Now let's invite the Holy Spirit. What do you say? Everyone say this to me. Precious Holy Spirit. Come. Say it again. Holy Spirit, I invite you to come, to minister to me, to minister to my brothers and my sisters. Holy Spirit, come and quicken and restore. Holy Spirit, come. And bring restoration. And bring divine encouragement. 
Holy Spirit, come and heal that which is broken. He's doing some things right now. Let's just, let's practice his presence right now. Oh, hallelujah. Ha, hallelujah. Oh, makise la mare. Precious Holy Spirit. Say this with me, precious Holy Spirit. Come now and help my spiritual pipes to be cleansed. I apply the blood of Jesus over my life. I'm a doer of God's word. So by faith, I lay aside every weight. By faith, I let bitterness go. I forgive others as you have forgiven me. I release the weight of care, of bitterness, and unforgiveness. I release it now. And I thank you for the blood of Jesus that cleanses me. Holy Spirit, come now and do in me what I could never do of myself. I invite you now, Holy Spirit, at the top of this year to do a thorough work in my life.